Hello, friends. This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchell Stein, Colin Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen. Partner with God and practice. Hello, friends. This is Kathleen maxwell Bramby, and I'm so thrilled that you have taken time out of your day to uh, join me today for our podcast. And so I am um, looking forward to this one. It's going to be somewhat of a continuation of last week's podcast, but um, on Psalm 139. But before we get started, I want to pray. Father, thank you so much for your great, great love for us. Thank you that you see us in our real self, in our true potential. You know who we are. And you know who you've designed and created us to be. And so open the eyes of our understanding. Bless each listener, Lord, as they process the words that are being spoken and speak to their hearts, God. Open their eyes, Lord, so that we can all come together and be the people that you have created us to be and further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, for a large part of my life, I did not have a clue who I was, and I didn't have a clue how much God loved me or what he really thought of me, and um, it was interesting because I had really grown up in church. I came to know the Lord, started my first memories of church were back when I was was really pretty young, about five, uh, four and five years old, and and went to church but it wasn't until I was 10 that I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and invited him into my heart continued on in church and my parents raised me and we went pretty faithfully and then I continued that into my adult life and um, it wasn't until later on in my life when in my 30s that I really began to understand who I really was and how much God loved me. And I feel like I'm one of those people that's still learning more and more. I've had so much fun reading in Psalm 139, and I would encourage you to do what I call soak in that passage. Read it from a couple of different translations and read it over and over. Just let the words wash over you because there's just so much. I think that is there and that God has to show each of us. But I just want to share with you some of the nuggets that I have gotten as I have been processing this the last really, I don't know, month or so. Um, Because it is so important that we understand and see ourselves as God sees us because it is the root of our security system in life. And I'm going to say that again. It is the root. And when you think about the roots of a tree, what holds it in the ground? The roots give it nourishment. The roots um, 
keep it stable. And that's what understanding our identity in the Lord does in our lives. It keeps us grounded. It reminds us who we are when life knocks us upside of the head. It gives us strength when there's nobody to maybe encourage us in our journey. I was talking to a woman just uh, recently and she said, I'm a runner, that's who I am. And uh, I said, well, that's something you do. And, you know, who you really are is what God says about you. And I've also talked with a number of widows that when they lose their husband, they are so lost because they have gotten their identity in being married. And I had a widow not too long ago say, you know, my husband's gone now. We were married over 50 years and that's who I am. I'm a wife and now I'm not a wife. And I could see the desperation in her voice and in what she was saying as she really was lost. And I certainly identify and understand that. Um, and I'm very grateful that the Lord began to show me my identity before I was widowed because we have to get our identity in who Christ says we are. Um, I know when I sold my business, gymnastics, etc., one of the things I said was, oh my word, who am I now? That's how everybody knows me in, in my town. And um, I was being so honest because I had gotten my identity in my occupation and was just really kind of lost after I sold that business. And the Lord just began to show me who I was in Him. So it's very easy to get our identity in things that are going to be passing. But God is not something that's going to be passing. He's somebody that's always with us. But let's jump into Psalm 139. And I'm going to read it through. And then we're going to dissect it. So, And I'm reading this time from the Passion Translation. I really like what this translation has to say. It's more everyday language. And especially in this passage, uh, the NIV I think is good. The Amplified is good. Or just some of my favorites that you might want to check out as you explore this this passage. But Psalm 139 verse 1. We're going to talk about verse 1. Last week we talked about I think verses 13 and on. But I want to go back to verse 1 and begin there. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak, even before I start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the room of the dead, you're still there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're still there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever 
I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into the night. There is such, there is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There is no difference between the two. Oh my goodness, that's such a powerful, powerful passage and has so much in it. Um, you know, what I love about the first verse, you know, everything there is to know about me. You know, God, He knows all about you. He knows your the things you failed at, the things that are embarrassing that you've done, the things you wish you hadn't have done. And here's what He says. And He loves you. He knows you. The good, the bad, the ugly, the struggles, the things you battle. And, you know, some people may have spoken bad things to you and you believe them. But it's so important that we go back to what God says. And right here in Psalm 139, verse 1, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. In verse 2, it says, you perceive every movement of my heart and soul. So, you know, God knows all about you and he's not disillusioned about you. He's not upset with you and mad at you. He wants us to partner with him to become all that he's called us to be. But I love verse 2, what it says, You perceive every movement of my heart and my soul. And to me, you know, our heart is, is who we are deep down. It can be our motive. I know at times I've had you know, just a heart to do something, maybe to help, but maybe my methods weren't the best methods to help someone. Um, but God knows our motive of our heart. He sees, he sees that our desire is in this situation to help somebody or desire is to bless somebody. And then maybe it doesn't turn out right. And I know one time I was talking to a mentor of mine and she said, you know, Kathleen, the motive of your heart was right, but maybe the method wasn't the best. And it really made me think about things and how I did things. And it made me, you know, just to try to be aware more of my methods, too. It says here, verse 2, you perceive every movement of my heart and my soul. God sees your heart. And, you know, sometimes I've had a desire to you know, say something to be helpful, but maybe I've said something, I've said the wrong thing and it hasn't been a blessing to somebody. And, and then I felt bad when I realized it, but God saw that my heart was to be helpful. And I think that that's just so important that we understand that God sees our heart. And I just want you to know he sees your heart. And it goes on in verse two to say, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. I love that God understands us. Um, there are times in my life where I really felt mis misunderstood. I felt judged and misunderstood, and I think we can all feel that way. And yet God understands us. He understands you. He understands me. Verses three and four, you're so intimately aware of me. You know, he, God knows things about you and about me that no one else knows. 
and he loves us and he loves us and he loves us man that is just such such good news he's intimately aware intimately and just think about that word intimate think about that in the terms of marriage how you know your mate in a way that nobody else does and you know their failures you know their 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 struggles you know everything about them and God even knows that much more about us I love that it says you read you read my heart like an open book you know as I was pondering this what just hit me is that he wants to read the book of our heart um, there are books I've had to read in my professional life and books that I've needed to read that maybe just weren't books I wanted to read but I had to read him and God is not he doesn't have to read us he wants to know us he wants to see deep in our heart and change our heart isn't that awesome you know some people I've written a book um, thriving through seasons of grief and let me encourage you to get it if not for yourself for somebody else that has lost someone and there are going to be people that perhaps are not going to be interested in my book um, but I think what's so cool here is that God reads our book of our heart and he cares about our heart. He knows when it hurts. He knows when someone's hurt you deeply. Um, and he's sorry that your heart has been hurt. I'm sorry that your heart has been hurt. The good news is that God heals broken hearts. And he heals hearts that have been misunderstood. You know, when our hearts are misunderstood, I know at times that that just, it just grieves me. I can spend days just thinking about, you know, when, when somebody hasn't understood perhaps um, or misunderstood. I went through some of that. I remember, man, the thing that comes to mind was when I was widowed. Unless people have been through a deep loss or lost a mate, they're not going to really understand sometimes where the heart of a person is that is it is crushed and broken because they've lost someone so dear to them and they can misunderstand and that's just hard but God understands our heart and so that's so encouraging and it goes on to say in verse this is I'm reading in verse 3 and 4 of Psalm 139 and you know all the words I'm about to speak even before I start a sentence. That is really good news. The Lord knows just the words that are going to come out of our mouth. And I know sometimes I feel like I pull my foot out of my mouth. Um, I don't mean to say things, but sometimes I do that are just not the right thing. And he knows every step I take before the journey even begins. I love what it says in verse 5. It says, You've gone into my future to prepare the way. He has you covered. He has me covered. He's a good daddy. He's gone before us so we can relax. This week, um, I had an opportunity before me, and um, it was interesting. I had been in social work a number of years ago, and one of my clients had passed away one of my former clients had passed away and I had kept up with this woman for the last 15 years and when she passed away her 
she left um, left four children, and one of the one of the the oldest was twenty seven, and this young daughter that was having to deal with everything called me and asked me if I would do the memorial service for her mom. And I said, I'm happy to speak, you know, on behalf, I'm happy to help out. I've, but I'll be honest, I've never been in charge or led a funeral or a memorial service. I was just honest with her. But I definitely had a heart for this family and um, was happy to help. After I said yes, as I was looking at everything that I had to get done in the short amount of time, I have it about 36 hours to pull this all together and I was out of town. I, you know, my heart started beating fast. How am I going to do it? Where am I going to get this? You know, all of the, the questions and the logistics. But I was reminded of the scripture that God said in Psalm 139.5. It says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. And so as I was driving back to Kerrville, um, thinking of the million things I needed to get done, I just took a deep breath as I remembered this scripture and said, okay, Lord, you've gone before me to prepare the way. And I'll have to tell you, it was um, such an honor to be able to help this family in their time of need. And God did prepare the way before me. He provided someone to do the music. He figured out the sound system and everything came together for this, this family. So that was an encouragement. That's why we read the Word of God is because it can settle our hearts when life kind of shakes us a little bit or we find ourselves in an unfamiliar and an uncharted waters in our life. Let's read verse 5 again. You've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me. You know, God hymns us in. He goes before us and prepares a way. He's right behind us to help us and strengthen us. And he is so kind-hearted towards you and towards me. And others may not be, but God hems us in. He hems us in. And in his kindness, he wants to be close to us. It goes on in verse 5 to say, You spare me from the harm of my past. Man, that's powerful. Yes, there are consequences when we make wrong choices. But he'll give us grace even for those consequences that are there. There's another one of my former clients right now that um, has contacted me and she has had to go and pay some of the consequences for her wrong behavior. And so she is in jail. And I have and just encouraged her that she totally gets that she's having to pay a consequence for her wrong choices. But I've reassured her that he's going to give her the grace. He's going to give her the strength. He's going to help her through this time that she's having to pay the consequence for her behavior. Man, God loves us so much. It says, goes on to say, you've laid your hand upon me. You know, I just had a picture of God and, and he puts his hand on me. He puts his hand on you and he says, this one's mine. I love her. I've protected her from so many things she doesn't even see. I love her. And I love that God says right there that he's laid his hand. He has his eyes on us. He's right there with us. Verse 6 says, This is too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding 
of me brings me wonder and strength. I have to totally agree with this scripture that this is really wonderful news. It's deep. It's incomprehensible. Somebody could love us that much. But that does bring us wonder and strength. You know, understanding your identity makes you strong. It gives you confidence. And the more I've understood who I am in Christ, how much he loves me, how much he's with me, how he's hemmed me in, how he's gone before me, how he prepares a way, how he gives me grace, the more I understand those things, it gives me confidence, especially when the world shakes you for whatever reason. And then as we go on in verse 7, it says, Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I run to heaven, you're there. And it goes on to just talk about how we can't run from God. We can't hide from Him. He is the best at hide and seek. So don't think you can hide from God because He knows your every move. He wants to know you more. He wants you to partner with Him. He wants to help you. And I love in verse 10 where it says, Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. You know, He knows the impossible things you're going to face. He knew that I was going to be asked to do that memorial service and find myself in a situation that I had never been in before. But He was right there to hold my hand and right there to give me confidence, and right there to help me put things together. He knows the impossible things you're going to face, and He's right there with you to guide you. The Bible says that right there in Psalm 10. And it says, Your strength will empower me. You know, I'm reminded of that scripture in Psalm 73, 23. It's one of my favorite. It says, Nevertheless, I hold you by the right hand. Nevertheless, I am with you. I hold you by the right hand. And that psalm became so real to me when I was walking the halls of hospitals with my mom that was sick and my late husband. It was like I had to literally picture myself and I was holding Jesus' hand, but it gave me great, great comfort. Great, great comfort. It goes on in verse 11. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. And there is no such thing as darkness with you. Wow, isn't that neat that God is right there to light our way to help us. We just have to turn to Him. That's your job, friend. That's what you and I get to do today is turn to the Lord for the help that we need, the strength that we need, an understanding of who we are. And what happens is so many times we have people speak things over us. We have people do things to us. You know, abuse is horrible. It robs people. Whether your abuse has been physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, it robs you. It takes something from you. And this scripture is so powerful in putting deposits back into your bank, strengthening you. This is who you are. This is how I'm going to help you. This is who you really are because abuse withdraws things from people. And it's one of the enemy's strategies to derail us and to turn us against God and to really turn us against ourselves to make us not like who God has made us to be because we believe a lie of somebody else. So I just thank you so much again for 
joining me today. And I just want to close by by saying something that I prayed last week over you, just who we are. And just let these words wash over you. If you'll just close your eyes, if you can, if you're driving, please don't. But um, just close your eyes and just let the words wash over you and let me pray for you. You are priceless, a masterpiece. Doesn't matter how you look in the mirror, God calls you radiant. He sees your inner beauty. You are loved. You are royalty. You are his friend. You are his treasure. You are worthy of his love and the great price he paid. He is with you. He is for you. He goes before you and behind you. Nothing can separate you from his love. He understands your heart and he says, forgive those that hurt you. You can't run from God. He'll run after you. Lord, thank you for all my friends that have listened today from around the world. And Father, help us to see ourselves with your eyes. Help us to see ourselves, our inner our inner core, our inner being, Lord, help us to run to you, Father, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like life has, Lord, taken things from us. Lord, bless each and every one so that we can rise up, Father, and be the body of Christ that you've called us to be, so that we can be a blessing, we can be your hands, we can be your feet. We can proclaim the truth of who you really are. And we can help pick up others that have been knocked down by life. So, Lord, bless each and every listener and their families. And thank you so much, Lord, for um, Lord Psalm 139 and the truth that's in it. Let us remember it. Let it wash over us. Let us go deeper in understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again for, again for listening. Don't forget to check out my website, www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. And you can go there and check out my articles. Be sure and like the podcast, share it with a friend. And don't forget to purchase a copy of my book, Driving Through Seasons of Grief. Have a good one and I'll see you next week.